welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What's up, Mad Mob? Welcome to the podcast. Week five's in the books. Week six coming out. It was a great week for fantasy football. How was it looking for you gentlemen? Pretty, pretty even. Pretty even across leagues. A little bit more wins than losses, uh, but that's because I'm in an odd number of leagues. Hey, this year is a reminder to me of what a crotch punch fantasy can be. It's looking ugly for me this year. Sometimes it's just not fair. It Sometimes it's just absolutely not fair. This, this personally was my best week of fantasy thus far. Um, I'm winning, or I'm going to win seven out of the eight leagues that I'm in. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it's just good. I lost DFS. That's, that's fine. Spoiler alert, but it happens. You have these weeks and probably next week I might not win a single one, but I'm going to ride the high for now. Uh, let's open up with Wayne calling it. Matt rule fired after a one and four start first coach of the season to get the boot. How you feel about it? You should have put some money on it, man. Uh, I'd love to toot my own horn, but it, you had to see this coming. Baker was not the answer. I feel like I feel like all three of us knew that Baker wasn't going to be the answer in in Carolina. Uh, and the fact that that's like literally the only off season move that they made was bringing in Baker, and then they washed their hands and said, "All right, let's get her done." Twenty twenty two. Uh, just did not bode well. It was not a good look on Matt Rule. He he had a terrible off season. He'll he'll go to Nebraska and absolutely dominate college football. Yeah, man he he had an eleven and twenty seven record in his tenure. He was fired a little over two years into a seven year sixty two million dollar contract, and he still owed forty million dollars. That's got to hurt. Dave Tepper can't be happy about that by any means. So. If, if you're Carolina and you look at your roster, why not just ride it out? You know what I mean? Why why take the buyout now? You're not doing anything with that with that roster anyway, right? Yeah, and like Wayne said, hey, Baker Mayfield, best we can do. This is what we're going to add to the offense to make us extremely dynamic. Yeah. It's, that's it's, just what it is. Yep. Baker's bad. I think that's what we really learned here is Baker's – not good at all. He does yeah. not need to be starting for any NFL team. I don't want to say ever because I don't want to. I don't want to say anything that solid. But he doesn't look like he should ever be starting for an NFL team. No, Matt, Matt Rule was furious. I'm sure after one practice, <laughs> this isn't what I paid for. How yeah. how bad are you when the fan base is saying we want Sam Darnold? Man. Pretty bad. Well, Speaking of Baker, though, he he won't be playing football for some time. He's going to be out for a few weeks with a high ankle sprain. So that'll open the door for P.J. Yeah. Walker, XFL superstar, to start this week's game against the Rams. Uh, and Sam Darnold, he came off the IR this or this past week, but he's not close to returning. He's also dealing with a high ankle sprain. So... Are we looking at a potential number one pick for Carolina this season with PJ Walker at the helm? Let me yeah. let me ask a quick question. Do you think that some of that stuff is kind of like made up 
Like so, so the Panthers went out and they they made it a point to go get Baker. Baker's been playing like trash, and now he's got a magical, you know, high ankle sprain. Got to sit out. Let's bring somebody else in. Do you think that's kind of like a? We don't want to admit that we're really stupid and thinking that Baker was the move. So, but we definitely can't trot him out onto the field again because he sucks so bad. So magical ankle sprain, damage control at its finest. Well, that that would lead you to believe the NFL is a little rigged, and you guys certainly would never agree. To Not at all. Like- That's just the front office saying this is a bad move right here, and we want to cover ourselves from looking too stupid. Yeah, I mean, if you're Baker, I'm like, yeah, go ahead and sit me. I'll keep cashing the checks. Boys, over under a half of a game, Baker Mayfield starting again this season. Point uh, 0.5 is what I really mean. Oh, the over-under is point 0.5. Game started. Under. Under. I think he's done, man. I think Sam Darnold gets uh, gets healthy. They run with Walker this week. Uh, let, me, let me check something really quick, something that's important for this decision-making here. Yeah, uh, I mean, while he looks at that, I mean, the reality is, like you said, Gone, they're hunting a, they're hunting a number one pick. You know, if you look at their cap situation, it's pretty terrible. So all they have is this number one pick. So they have to make sure they get pretty good value out of it. Yeah. And did you actually see, since we're on the topic of the Panthers, I saw today that the Bills reached out to the Panthers for CMC. Did you see that at all? I did. As a CMC owner, you're not thrilled about that, right? I'm not personally as having him in one league. I, I don't think that by any means gets him to his actual value being in an offense like that. I don't know, man. Buffalo's they're checking down to the running backs a lot. I think they're second or third in the league right now. That is also true. That is also true. Wayne, did you find the info you needed? Yeah, but it it didn't it didn't support my argument. I was looking for uh, not necessarily my argument, just I guess the point. Uh, their bye week is week thirteen, so you know I thought that you know if PJ Walker they they'd bring him out for the next two weeks, and then if there was a bye week, you know they give Sam Darnold a couple weeks to that would really set uh, Baker Mayfield's uh, spot on the bench if that was the case. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think it's a practice thing. I think they're going to go and uh, give Sam Darnold some reps uh, with the first team and see how it looks. And yeah, if it looks good, then they're going to march him back out. But if Sam Darnold looks just as bad as Baker, then they're probably just going to trot Baker back out. And like Begley said, just hunt for that number one pick. Baker, Baker Mayfield, welcome to the journeyman portion of your career, sir. Facts. Forever a backup. Facts. Don't don't ever thing. purchase a home. Make sure make sure you're just <laughs> leasing them. That's sound advice, honestly. Rashad Penny out for the season with a broken fibula. This man has been hurt so much. He's missed thirty out of sixty nine games so far, including the playoffs in his first three seasons. After being selected at the number twenty seven pick in twenty eighteen, how you guys feel about it? Uh. Man. I w- if you're on YouTube, check out my surprise face. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think injuries are random, but they, they're, they're kind of not, right? Like some people just, they can't quit getting injured. He's one of them, man. 
Yeah. I mean, you kind of feel bad for him. He had the, the magical run last year that probably won people their leagues or at least gave him a great feeling coming into this year. He, it's just rough. It's just rough. Yeah, I snagged him in uh, – I drafted him in a redraft league. Obviously, he went in all dynasty leagues, but but he didn't go a lot in redraft leagues, and I snagged him for the sole purpose of uh, the handcuff because I just uh, – Rashad Penny's one of those guys that just can't stay healthy. Um, so, boom, you know, Rashad Penny gets hurt, and Kenneth Walker is now double-digit output, you know, with his first, first game with the lion's share of the load. So, um yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm. I don't know if he's in your waiver wire in, in Goni's grabs. Um, but his value just uh, just went up a lot, just in my up. opinion. Even in even in Dynasty, because what if 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 KW three you know does solid this year, they're not worried about bringing Rashad Penny back. Yeah, he'll be an unrestricted free agent this year. Call it now. Is Kenneth Walker, or I'm sorry, is Rashad Penny with the Seahawks next next year? No. I agree. I agree. I think they've seen all they can, and they'll probably move on, maybe draft a guy late or just pick up a complimentary running back to uh, fill the need. Somebody cheap, somebody like a, like a J.D. McKissick maybe. Somebody yeah. just like a little, little somebody that doesn't, doesn't ding the cap, cap room too much, but, you know, takes a little bit of the load off. Kenneth Walker. They'll, they'll probably need some value after paying DK the bag anyway. So we'll, we'll go ahead and do that. All right, let's get into We're doing Wayne's winners, Goni's grabs, and the fan favorite trash bags today. We'll start off Wayne's winners. What you got? Uh, d- hang on. You never even like went into, into what's going on here with this episode. You just kind of expected people to, to get it and and just brush it under the rug, man. Gone. Okay. This is the Goni host, man. We just we're, we're at we're at his mercy right now. Yeah, man. What's the holdup? What's the problem? How people just want to know, you know, they didn't get to hear my silky smooth uh, intro. You know, it was something a little bit different. They weren't expected. They weren't expecting it, and I just I, I just thought you might want to go into some detail, but apparently not. Apparently, you're just letting them. Just ride with the confusion. That's fair. It's it's your it's your episode. It's your episode. It's fine. I I appreciate the the two minute monologue side side chat over here. That was twenty seconds. Okay, um, fair enough. Fair enough. Mad Mob to appease Wayne because it, it's really hurting him right now. I guess every seventeen episodes, your boy Goni gets one in there. We started it seventeen episodes ago. It came around. The Q and A's don't count. Q and A's are all begs. He does a great job with it. Wayne does a great job every 16 episodes. And then I, you know, I just throw a little one on the side here. He, he alley-oops me one and I NBA jam it down. So um, that's what we're doing. I'll I got a great, I got a episode. great visual. I got a great visual from that. I'm, I'm glad I stopped you for the explanation. Well, that's how we do. Everybody we do got a beautiful here. NBA jam alley-oop visual right there. <laughs> Everyone loves NBA jams. Lights flashing in the background. Yeah. All right, I'll get to it. Yeah, ball uh, on fire. It's oh great. yeah. Well, no, you're not dunking if the ball's on fire, man. You're shooting a half quarter. Fair enough. Three. <laughs> All right, we're going in with the winners straight. We're staying straight. Thirty points this week. We had we had several guys just go nuts this week. Um, 
a few and we we got some back to backers and we got some guys that I, if i would not have bet us if i was a millionaire and the odds were incredible i wouldn't have put a dollar on it just because i thought there's no way uh, let's jump right into it and we'll start with uh uh, typically, I like to go the high, the lowest point total up, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start with the usual guy. He was here last week, um, Jay Jetta. Jay Jetta with a 30.3 uh, point week. He had 12 receptions on 13 targets, uh, 154 yards, a two point conversion, and a 23 yard uh, passing play. This is a, this is a, you love to see this as a fantasy owner. A 30 point week without a touchdown. That's phenomenal. Few can do that. No, very few can do it. Uh, and part of that is Kirk Cousins played great. I don't know if you all watched that game, but Kirk Cousins played very good. Um, and the fact that you are uh, that you can put up thirty points without finding Pater is very rare. And and that that's why I think I'm going to be mentioning his name multiple more times in my winter throughout this. This is why preseason. Um, Goni and I were all over this guy, um, paying the absolute world for him. Not to say Begley wasn't. Begley was just, I think we had him at like number two and Begley had him at three. So I don't want to, you know, chop him out like he was down on him. I I had him at one. Who had him at, who, who had him back? I think, I think I had him at one uh, above cup. I, I had him at two. Okay, well, maybe we all had him there then. Uh, he's a league winner, uh, and if you got him in a dynasty, King's ransom for him if you're even considering parting ways with him. Uh, another guy, our, our boy's back, Gone. Our boy's back, Big Egg Daddy. Yes, love to see it. Austin Eckler, a 35.9-point week, uh, 16 rushes for 173 yards. Talk about efficiency. He had a tutty, four for four receptions for twenty six yards, and another and a receiving tutty. This man back to back multiple touchdown weeks. Uh, he had three last week, right? He did. So that puts him at five through week five, and he had twenty last year. The Chargers realizing this is a guy we need to go to. Um, I, I look for Austin Eckler to have a great rest of the season. It, it, it took him a couple weeks to to realize that um, they have a tier one running back, uh, both for rushing and receiving work, um, and they're finally starting to use him. So I think he's going to be a stud the rest of the year. This was not this is not a lucky two week stretch. Uh, Austin Eckler is going to be a, in my opinion, he's going to be a steady twenty point guy. Um, average it out the rest of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, the man's phenomenal. I don't know why it took them this long. It's the same coaching staff, the same regime. The man scored 20 touchdowns last year. What are you doing giving Sony Michelle the ball, giving Josh Kelly the ball? Get out of here with that. Dude, he, he dropped 35 and Josh Kelly vultured one. He could have had 50. It's man. insane. Would have been he a did have a four-tutty game last year. Mm. Carry, carry us. Carry us to another championship back. All right, let's go to uh, three guys that you might not have seen here at the beginning. Uh, we got uh, Gabe Davis, your boy, Goni, back. <laughs> Gabe Davis with 32.1 points. 
He did it on three receptions for 171 yards and two touchdowns. That's making the most of your opportunities. And I know you all are probably thinking, well, we don't like the lack of target share there, obviously. But I love when I see just talent giving way because his two touchdown catches were amazing. He had one that was 50-some yards down the field. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick had his hands all up in there. And Gabe Davis said, give me that ball. Ripped it straight out of his hands for that touchdown. And he just looked good. And I think he needed that game. I think I think everybody needed to see that game again. Um, yeah, that that was – he, he looked – again, I'm not super hyped about the lack of, of targets, but hopefully this opened up some eyes again to use to, – to show what Gabe Davis uh, can really do. Yeah, hopefully you played a mad mob. It was a great matchup against Pittsburgh. They had a lot of guys in the secondary hurt. Everyone, I mean, almost everyone in that passing offense ate. Beggs, Beggs called out Khalil Shakur last week as a, you know, a waiver wire pickup, man. So I hope that you absolutely picked him up and gave him a go because it was a great call. The man had three receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown as well. So hats off to Beggs. Good one on that one, brother. When Goni hosts, magical things just happen on this on these episodes. Unbelievable. Thanks, God. Uh, I got you, bro. You know, is Gabe Davis is he taking the like the Mike Williams, Tony, like t- Tyler Lockett torch being the ultimate variance guy, or does he just been hurt? He was hurt. He missed two games, I believe. And then the the comeback was a little bit. I mean, he only got I think three targets. It was in one of those games back. Like you, you hate to see it. Like Wayne said, you want to see more volume. He only got six targets in this game. He did everything with those. Um, but I mean, even a Mike Williams boom, you you have to feel good about the Bills' offense as a whole. I I, I still feel like he's a guy. I've played him every week that he's been active so far this season. So I've rolled with the good and the bad. I know you guys have too for the leagues that you might have him in. Um, it's just one of those things. That's actually a really good way to put it. The Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett kind of role. But if you have, you know, some of them volume guys like you guys love for, as a wide receiver one, roll that man out every week, you know? Yeah, totally agree. Yep. Uh, my next guy. My boy, playoff Lenny, came to play in the regular season. Leonard Fournette, big old 35.9 point output here. Uh, 14 rushes for 56 yards and a tutty. 10 receptions. This running back got 10 receptions for 83 yards and a touchdown. Insane numbers. You absolutely love to see. Uh booing him he was targeted 11 times Tom Brady is absolutely dumping the ball off uh the Bucks offensive line has been less than stellar this year uh and and Lenny's saving Tom Brady's life every now and then I think uh I, obviously Leonard Fournette is I'm not putting him on the pedestal of of Austin Eckler and saying that but uh, for all you people that you know haven't been super happy with his start so far, that game's that game script worked. It's it just just running Lenny out a couple yards and being and being the safety valve. Uh, 
kept Tom Brady on his feet a lot more, uh, kept defenses a little more honest, and I think it's something that's going to be utilized more often. Um, so I think uh, I think uh, the best of Leonard Fournette is to come. Yeah, man, he he, he looked great, and it was it was actually really needed as a Leonard Fournette owner because you were a little nervous after Rashad White and all the snaps he got last week. So yeah, yeah. And Tom Brady loves himself a, a running back he could throw it to, man. James White, Shane Vereen, Danny Whitehead, just during his, his times. I'm a Patriots fan, so, you know, I've, I've seen him for plenty of years. He he loves having a running back that he could throw to. And pretty much nearly all his time in New England, it was not the primary running back that was getting these catches. So that makes Leonard Fournette so much more valuable. They've also got Pittsburgh coming up next week, which is a gorgeous matchup for the Buccaneers. Yeah, you think about this too. Uh, Leonard Fournette was handpicked by Tom Brady, uh, so makes that uh, makes that connection a little bit a little bit better for him. Our last winner got, had five winners this week. Our last winner, this is the guy. I, I could have given you two hundred guesses on who's going to drop thirty this week, and you wouldn't have hit it. It's it's our boy Taysom Hill. Man, Taysom Man. Hill, thirty-three point zero eight points. He threw one pass for twenty-two yards, and it was a touchdown. Nine carries for one hundred and twelve yards, and three touchdowns. Three rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown from Taysom Hill. I, just the man. You know exactly what's happening. You know exactly. Everybody in the world knows what's happening. When Taysom Hill lines up in the shotgun, you know good and well it's wildcat season, and somehow they could not stop it. Taysom Hill, I, nobody started him. He's not even rostered in uh, the vast majority of leagues. I, uh, you can look up the percentage if you want, uh, but I, I think in redraft leagues, he's rarely 30. rostered. Huh? 30, 30%. 30% of showing. leagues he's not even rostered in. Uh, oh no! I'm it, sorry. He's he is rostered in thirty percent. So you had the majority. He's not rostered in seventy <laughs> percent. I mean, which I don't blame you all, but at this point in time, like when you see something like that working, you, you gotta you gotta raise you gotta give it the old rock eyebrow. I mean, maybe it's <laughs> you know, you know. I and I, there's really nothing I can say about it other than he he got opportunities. And he made the most of it, and he looked good. I mean, he looked good doing it. Uh, this might be a product of Jameis Winston being hurt, but at the same time, when you see something like that working, you're probably going to go back to it. Yeah, he's been a gadget guy nearly the entire time he's been there. And, I mean, it begs if Gabe Davis is a Mike Williams, um, Tyler Lockett mold, uh, Taysom Hill's got to be the tight end equivalent to that, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Which, I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd, and I'd say, really, with the, the landscape of the tight ends and how terrible that they are, you know, if you don't have a, a Kelsey or an Andrews, he might be worth rolling out there just because you might catch a boom game like that. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these tight ends are trash. It's a bad I year for tight ends. So. The thing is, nobody's going to really believe in him because it, it, most of his works happened when Jameis was hurt. So he, you know, he's spelled Andy Dalton a little bit. So I, I think he'll still be. I think you can have him for pretty cheap. Is anybody really buying in yet? You guys think? 
I actually had a guy in my oldest league play him and they, we do bonuses and like all kinds of crazy stuff. It's a 15 year long league so far. He dropped 41 in that league and he played him. I, I'm not a lot of, like you said, no one was playing Taysom Hill this week. Like there's probably a handful of people in the fantasy community period that, that played that guy. Either that guy's the biggest dummy in the world and got lucky or tip it a cap. Tip it a cap. I played him in Dynasty Warriors, and I'm still going to You did. He did. I'm still going to lose. Dawson, Logan Thomas got hurt. was a scratch last minute. So it Dynasty was Warriors are trying to tank, though. Not Dynasty Warriors. Lexus League, I am. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were trying to tank in... in uh... I think, I think I am unintentionally, buddy. He, he might be. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, he's right. I remember seeing his roster, and he, he also played Taysom Hill this week. Doesn't matter. Tip it a cap. Tip it a cap. Tip it a Tip cap, it cap if you played uh, Taysom Hill this week. Tip it a cap. Yeah, all, all seven of you. <laughs> Tip it a cap if you played Khalil Shakur. Tip it a cap. Tip it a cap if you played Gabe Davis. <laughs> Tip it a cap. <laughs> All right. uh, honorable mentions this week uh, Tyler Lockett, Derrick Henry, and Dalvin Cook uh, Both, uh, all three uh, Over 25, solid weeks out of them Derrick Henry um, Looking good Looking good over the past two weeks uh, Maybe we'll get to see more of that I know Derrick Henry yeah. owners, uh, I'm one of them In a league, we were nervous Knocking the rust off man. That's all he was doing the first couple of weeks Just knocking literally, the rust off Literally knocking the rust off his metal foot Yeah yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into some of Goni's grabs. We got a few of them this week. So, I mean, goes without saying, we're gonna do running backs first. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker's got to be your guy. We talked about him a little bit already. Uh, Rashad Penny. He's gonna undergo season-ending surgery to a broken fibula. Um, mm. Walker starts. He's gonna get into the starting role. He had eight carries, 88 yards, and a touchdown. One of those capped off by a big 69-yard touchdown run where he just he looked great on it. The vision was awesome. Uh, just the moves. He, he looked shifty. He had juice. He's available in 55% of redraft leagues right now. This is a guy that I'm spending every last dollar of my fab to go out and get if he's available in your league. How do you guys feel about it? What do you Absolutely. think? What do you think he finishes? If we just take week five through the rest of the year, do you think uh, it, within that time frame uh, he's he's an RB two, a high end RB two, mid RB two, low end RB one? What what are you thinking he's going to finish? Just within back. this, just within week five to the end of the year, back end RB two. I I kind of agree with Beggs, but if Geno Smith continues to play the way that he has, I can see him being a fringe RB1, I, like a high-end RB2, fringe RB1. Just he he runs hard. He run, Like the offense is clicking also. So I feel like a lot of this is going to hinge on Geno. Fair. How about yourself? Um, I, I, th- I think he's, he's mid RB2 status. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have a lot of decisions to make in, in one of my leagues. I'm going to, can I, can I railroad this for a second? Go for it. I feel like I have a lot of decisions to be made. I have Aaron Jones and CMC as my starting running backs. 
I have Ramondre Stevenson, um, who just had a great week. Damian Harris dealing with some health issues. Kenneth Walker on my bench. And uh, D-Hop coming back for me. Man. I feel like I'm going to have to trade. But I don't know where – I don't know what I want to do. I mean, I might have to pair like a – as much as it pains me, DJ Moore is, is my weak link. He wouldn't do it, would he, Begs? I don't think he would do it because, you know, DJ Moore is going to get a little bit boost in production for P.J. Walker, the new coach. He can't be bad. What you're doing is you're trading away Ramondre Stevenson, right? Or and, Kenneth Walker while it's high, honestly. While he's I'm high. actually I'm looking at his schedule now, and it's not as favorable as I would hope. I, I'm, I'm thinking – I think what I want to do is pair – Pair Ramondre or Kenneth Walker with DJ Moore for a solid time, for a for a good wide receiver. I will say, however, his best matchups for the entire rest of the season is Week 16 and 17, playoffs. the heart of the fantasy playoffs. He faces KC and the Jets, who both have bottom 10 run defenses right now. So, I don't know, Kenneth Walker, go get him. Every last fab dollar, he's going to be a starting running back. You don't always get starting running backs on your waiver wires. Pick him up. Uh, my next one, Raheem Moster. He's available in 30% of leagues. He had 18 carries, 113 yards, and a touchdown, also with a reception for nine yards as well. He outtouched uh, Chase Edmonds, 19-1. to his last two weeks combined, he outtouched him 36 to 8. Now, the thing in common for those games is that he, the, the, the Dolphins were behind. Dolphins were behind in both of those games. And when you're behind, it puts your team in a situation where you usually lean on your most trusted running back. And the fact that they went to Raheem Mostert the most over those last two games tells me that he's the most trusted running back on the team. He can produce, he's still fast, even though he's 100 years old. Um, and I mean, they play Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and Detroit, all bottom 10 defenses in the league right now. Um, go out, get him. I, I would drop about 35 to 40% of your fab on him. He can be a guy. He can definitely be a guy. What, what would you guys drop on him personally? It's a, it's a guy that I'm scared of. Wayne, I don't know. I don't know about you, but the injury history, the age, I, I'm probably going to let somebody else take the risk on Mostert. Uh, it's something that like I try and take out past pains because you're right. I mean, it, all signs are pointing to a good year for him this year. Um, but, I mean, it's it's hard to go against a past that's as lengthy as him. Uh, I'm well, give, def- me, give me if you're in need of a running back. I'm definitely going for him, um, mm-hmm. but I'm more in like that 15% is probably my high end of my fab that I'll drop on him. Okay. Begs you still, even if you need a running back, staying away from him, just going Kenneth Walker. I mean, uh, Kenneth is my first choice, but I, you know, I wouldn't go above 10% for Raheem though. You know I mean? I, I mean, if, if you need one that bad, he's definitely the second best option this week for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, next we got Eno Benjamin. He's available in 89% of redraft leagues, 27% of dynasty. I don't know if you guys watched the Cardinals game, but Eno Benjamin was literally the last man left 
in the running back room. James Conner, Daryl Williams, and Jonathan Ward all left with injuries in the first half. Uh, Eno came out. He was the three-down back in the second half for the rest of the game. Um, he finished eight carries, 25 yards, and a touchdown. The production wasn't great, but he scored a tutty. He also had three receptions for 28 yards. So this one for me is something where you kind of have to monitor the health of the other running backs. Um, if none of them can go next week, I feel like they'll probably sign someone off the practice squad just as filler, uh, as a depth piece or something. And I feel like Eno will get the start. It's a great matchup. It's against Seattle. That's why I suggest him uh, if he is the starter. I would drop probably uh, – see, I always do a little bit more for the guys that I want. I'm talking about all these in a situation where I'm in a need at running back. I would drop seven bucks on him out of your hundred. So seven percent, basically, if we're talking a hundred dollar fab. I don't think he's going to be a high priority target for a lot of guys, but if I'm in need of a running back, he's someone who I would I would suggest as well. How about you guys? I if when it's a guy that I know his values going to be minuscule whenever people start getting healthy and you and and so james connor uh, he's not dealing with like uh, major issues so he's gonna be back for those type of guys i don't like to spend hardly anything i like to i like to put you know a couple bucks on them uh just so i can take them you know before the free pickups uh come into play uh, before the waiver order comes into play i should say um, but yeah, I, I don't put too much on them, but I, but I do target them just uh, for somebody that's going to just drop in value, uh, a lot within a week or two. I don't like to spend too much on it. I, to me, this is a guy, right? Just playing a little bit of game theory where well, everybody else chases Mostert and Walker. I think you can probably steal this guy for pretty cheap value. And James Connor is hurt. For an extended period of time, I think he's going to be a pretty decent play. Yeah, this is this is one for me also. Just where he's playing Seattle next week, if I can buy wins off the waiver wire, even if it's one for your fantasy season, it's it's just something where you know I would like to go out and do it. So, like I said, I generally spend a little bit more, um, anyways, kind of to get the guys that I want. A lot of people do like five bucks. I would say because it's a nice even number, but it's obviously not an even number. But it's like, you know, those little thresholds, 5, 10, 15, 20 and stuff. So I kind of like to play the game with people and go over that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, if, if you get good production out of him, he's playing Seattle. Great matchup. Kamara just tore him up. How long is James Connor out one? for? Uh, oh, yeah, do we? I don't think it's been – we kind of have to probably wait until Wednesday, I would say, for you know the practices to happen, new week to start, um, all that good stuff. So, so, they, so they don't have like a – because obviously with Rashad Penny, we knew it was serious pretty immediately, but we don't know if we're, if we're looking at you know, a week or two or six to ten weeks. No, they're doing tests right now. Well – they're going to be doing tests over the next few days. So I would imagine something will come out Wednesday or Thursday. And we'll have a little bit more clarity on the situation. But like I said, it's it's something to monitor for sure. Yeah. So, uh, I got a couple honorable mentions as well. These are kind of super deep 
deep pickups right here. Uh, even dynasty plays for the most part, if you're hurting for running backs and could use someone. Tevin Coleman, available in 99% of redraft leagues, 95% of dynasty. 49ers, if you guys didn't know. Eight carries, 23 yards, and a touchdown. He also had three receptions for 44 yards and another touchdown. He looks like he's jumped uh, the rookie Jordan Mason on the depth chart. He's out snapping him. Um, like I said, it's a super deep league play, uh, but he might find value if you're in a pinch, and he's the number two behind Jeff Wilson right now. I know Jeff Wilson's on a a, a clock um, you know, for when Elijah Mitchell comes back, but Tevin Coleman, put a dollar on him if you need to run him back. Put a dollar on him. 49ers offense usually gets multiple running backs involved. Jeff Wilson's been seeing a lot of volume, but you might you might get a little something. Sometimes you're in a pinch and you just need to throw a guy out there. Yeah, I mean he's an he's an old Niners guy, so he knows the offense. You know, there's there's no growing pains there. And he's got a revenge game against the Falcons this week. Wow. So Man, you remember when he and uh, Devonta Freeman? We're lighting it up in Atlanta together. Yeah, that was with Shanahan. Yes, it was. Yep, yep. What a good time. What a good time. And then uh, Devonta Freeman kind of fell off. But, hey, last one. Oh, actually, two more. Deion Jackson, Colts, running back. Naeem Hines, Begley's champion. Left the game with a concussion, uh, unfortunately. Very, very early into the game. Jonathan Taylor. We don't know if he's going to play this week. He may. He may not. Chances are he might, but this is another one where you're going to want to monitor it. Deion Jackson led the Colts in rushing this past week. He had 13 carries for 62 yards, four receptions for another 29 yards. Like I said, Jonathan Taylor misses week six against Jacksonville. It's a good matchup for him. He, he looked good in the game. So another one where I'd only put like a dollar on him, though. And concussion protocol is going to be a bear to get out of this year, so... Uh, even if uh, JT is healthy next week, uh, I think he's going to have that number two role in the very least over the next two weeks. Yeah, that's a good call. It, you're right. It's going to be rough getting out of there. I probably guaranteed to miss the next game no matter what from here on out if you leave a game with a concussion. It, it's going to have a lot of like negative fantasy aspects. I mean, obviously, player safety – is it needs to be like at the forefront of everybody's minds, but they need to, they just need to figure it out. I mean, you know what I mean? Like if somebody's in concussion protocol, I, I, I feel like this year they're going to be playing it too safe. Like they're going to check all the box. This man's healthy. They're going to check all the healthy boxes, but if he accidentally stutters in a sentence, they're going to shove him right back to the beginning of the concussion protocol. If he if his shoes are untied and he trips on his shoelace in the training facility, he's going to start from scratch. I feel like it's going to be a pain this year, and they really need to to iron it out to where, you know, it was way too relaxed before where you got people stumbling off the field and going right back in. I agree. There needs to be changes there, but... I feel like it's going to be way too strict this year to where people are legitimately going to be okay, but they're still going to be held out because they're gun shy. Um, so I, I just think that was just kind of my Ted talk that I think concussion protocol is going to have a, uh, a big impact on fantasy this season. Yeah. I mean, the NFL's always got something where they keep going back and forth. The catch thing is, is it a catch? Is it not? Is still going on to this day. So, 
I agree with you, especially when it comes to the player safety. They're going to be all over this. Uh, my last honorable mention, Gus Edwards. He's come off the IR. Running back for the Ravens, in case you didn't know. Um, coming back from a torn ACL. It's a good rushing offense. He may be out there on the waiver wire. I expect them to ease him back in, kind of similar to how they did with J.K. Dobbins. But, I mean, he's going to have value. He's going to have value at some point during the season. The The rushing offense is just too good for him not to. Um, so kind of just a little extra depth piece for you out there. I'd throw a couple dollars on him. If you get him, you get him. If you don't, you don't. I wouldn't really sweat it, but it's it's good to have. The more running backs you have, the, the better you feel. Yep, agreed. No, you don't. No. Begley doesn't agree. He ain't paying attention. I'm paying attention. I pay a couple. I pay a couple bucks for Gus Edwards. Gus the bus. Bro, Gus he's coming bus. off a torn ACL. Put him in the trash bags. Put him in the trash bags. A major torn ACL. Nobody like ever comes back from a torn ACL ever in the history of football. Hey, boys. Not even once. Well, th- first of all, that's lies and fake news. You see what's happening to James Robinson and Cam Akers. You see what's happening. Yeah, uh, these are things that me and Goni said could happen. But, I mean, according to you, nobody ever. Achilles. Major. Whatever it is, as long as it's major, you don't stand a chance. If it's major. Minor ones, you're okay. You can make a comeback. Oh, well, if it's major and you're a running back. There's there's a fine line between the minor and major, by the way. Oh, God. Let's get a couple of these wide receivers, boys. Uh, Jacoby Myers, up first. He's available 52% of leagues right now. Seven receptions, 111 yards, and a touchdown. This man, I've uh, been watching him, you know, since he came to the Patriots, obviously. He's always been a PPR machine. He's got 27 targets in the three games that he's played. He's missed a couple so far, but he's back. I feel like he can be a, re- a reliable flex play when he's healthy. And he, I'd even go as far to say as he can have a double-digit floor in PPR. I don't think he's always going to put up 20-point games. He doesn't score touchdowns hardly ever. He got one this week. He probably won't score for six more weeks, so that's a little disclaimer for you. Um, but for the PPR value, I'm, I'd be willing to throw seven, eight bucks on him if I need a wide receiver. It's always he, nice. Go ahead, Bags. Touchdown, man. He got his touchdown. That's all we've ever wanted from Jacoby Myers. I know, but we want more. I don't want to wait six more weeks for him to get another one. I know. The man they, went like two whole seasons without a touchdown. He's he's ridiculous. He catches everything in sight, though. He got it from Bailey Zapp, of all people. Wild. Man, gotta love it. Alec Pierce, next up, rookie wide receiver on the Colts, available in 92% of redraft leagues right now. Eight receptions, 81 yards on nine targets. Hit four receptions and 80 yards last week. It's looking like he's emerged as the wide receiver too for this team, boys. I mean, we we've been looking for him. We've been, been we've been a searching for whoever yeah. the number two here was going to be. <laughs> yep, yep, and. It looks like him. I mean, he's seen increased targets for three consecutive weeks. Uh, he gets the Jags, the Titans, and the Commanders coming up. Love it. Love it. We, I guess we might have to trust in Matt Ryan. That offense didn't look great, but he did. Pittman still looks good as well. I, I'd throw 4 or $5 on him to try and get him on my team if I'm looking for a wide receiver. Nice little stash. For sure. Sure. 
And then I've got two honorable mentions. Randall Cobb, 13 targets this week, seven receptions, 99 yards. He's got the Jets, Washington next. Just something to look forward to. If you have injuries, you got bye weeks, something like that, you're scrambling, Randall Cobb would be one. And then Devin Duvernay, which I hated how they pronounced his name on the uh, game. Devin Duvernay, every single time. <laughs> Duvernay. They, a lot of emphasis on the on the nay. Um, five receptions, 54 yards on seven targets. I think he's flex-worthy next week coming up if Bateman does not play. Throw a couple bucks on him if you can. He's he's very explosive. He he doesn't have the biggest frame in the world, but the man is very explosive. So I like him for that. Getting into the tight ends, Hayden Hurst. We talked about him last week. Uh, Beggs alluded to him, I believe, earlier. He's available in seventy percent of the leagues right now. Six receptions, fifty-three yards, and a touchdown. T. Higgins left the game with an ankle injury, and he's considered day to day. So monitor that situation. Hayden Hurst was the team's leading receiver in this past game. And he saw the second most targets behind Jamar Chase. Jamar had 12. He had seven. T. Higgins misses this game. I look for him to be involved uh, just as much. And then Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, as Wayne mentioned, available in 70% of redraft, 34% of dynasties. You can have him out there in dynasty as well. You already know all the stats. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about that. Already talked about the boomer bust potential that he has, but little key thing that I did notice, he was routinely routinely used on third down and short down and distance situations. So your third and twos, your second and ones, things of that nature, they're putting him in there. They, they're looking for home runs. They're looking for explosive stuff. So we might see more. The Saints might ask for more out of him next week because Chris Olave left with a concussion. I'm pretty sure that man got knocked out cold. I didn't know if you guys saw that hit uh, or not. Yeah, he absolutely was out of it. He was in a different night. dimension. Night, night. Yeah. Yeah. My last one for the week, guys, it's uh, quarterback stream. Geno Smith, available in 65% of redraft, 23% of dynasty. 268 and three put up 24 points this week uh he's had back-to-back great weeks 31.7 last week he's showing great chemistry he's hitting money money ball shots on on the deep balls to dk and Lockett. he's making these guys look like weekly starts and he plays arizona next week who's averaging 248 passing yards and 24.6 points a game go get him if you need a quarterback and without further ado let's hop into the trash bags Going, I feel like that was a really comprehensive breakdown this week, man. That was uh, very well done. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Um, we're going to start with a few lighter items. Uh, Michael Carter. Please stop. Um, did you guys see the Waddle dance? Stop. I did. Stop. Respectful or disrespectful? Stop. Just <laughs> quit. Quit that. Dang, a touchdown silly in the trash bags. I was like, right? Michael Carter did Michael Carter did okay this week, but it but we're we're throwing sellies into the trash bags. And it, nothing's safe. It's not yours, man. Give it back. Just stop. Stop. The Cleveland Browns midfield logo. You're <laughs> 0 2. You're 0 2 since you put that stupid thing on the field. Put it in the trash bags. Nobody cares. Quit trying to make us care about it. Go back to your 1895 Dust Bowl 
field markings, just just grass. <laughs> it's the only thing that that reminds any of us that you've got any sort of a franchise history at all. Shame on you for wasting Nick Chubb's career, and shame on us. Shame on us for thinking your logo was a dog instead of a German Elven Schnabel. <laughs> Get rid of it. Hey, did you know that was a fan vote? They 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 oh. came, they came out with like five different logos. And and let the fans vote on what they wanted to put in the middle. That that's a joke, right? That's Browns fans picking the dumbest thing just to see if they'd actually put it there, right? I can't believe that's the winner. I would have liked to have seen the percentage breakdowns. You know, when you see like you vote on a poll online or something, and it gives you the bar with the percentages. I want to know what that one was. What 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 did the Elvin Schnapple beat out? That's what I'd like to know. Also, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research while you're while you're throwing other things in the trash bags to see if I can find anything. I had no idea that was a fan vote. I, it, it is very Cleveland like to troll the Browns with that thing. Um, the third thing that belongs in the trash bags, Jerome Boger. Get in the trash bags. A ref. Old Rigum Rome. Strikes again, man. If you are a part of the fan club that thinks the NFL slightly rigs its games, this is Exhibit 467B. This guy's <laughs> at the heart of all rigged NFL games. Do you guys remember the Bengals Raiders playoff game? The scandal when they blew the play dead? They still threw the touchdown pass anyway, and then they counted it? Yeah. Rig em Rome. Rig em Rome was at the heart of it. I he, didn't know that. Please, I encourage everybody that listens to this, take five minutes the next time you're taking a dump, Google Jerome Boger, and bathe in the hate and the clips of missed calls and accusations of fixing games. It is a great wormhole to go there. Is he the, is he the Tim Donaghy of the NFL? He is. He absolutely is, and he, and he keeps getting games. It's fascinating Man. to me. That was the most egregious missed call I've ever seen. Get in. Hop in. He gently laid Brady down on his hip pads. Gently. I thought it was a great call. Listen. <laughs> I was going to ask. He slammed him a little too rough. There's got to be some sort of – we can't we can't be looking. You know, he he didn't slam some young guy on the ground. Let's, let's, let's look at – can we look at Pedro Martinez here? Yeah, sure. Or no, Manny Ramirez. Pedro. Manny Ramirez. Oh, love him too. If he threw anybody other than that old manager on the ground. Oh, no, that was Pedro. It that was, was Pedro? Yeah. Yeah, Pedro Martinez barely, barely yeah. grabbed that dude and put him on the ground. But it was an elderly man. That That's just a bad look. You don't do that. If he did that to a young guy, nobody thinks anything of it. It's like the, Tom Brady's an old elderly man. You gotta be, you gotta handle him with baby gloves. Good call. And it's goat goat privileges as yeah. well, right? Yeah, goat and senior privileges. Unsackable. It's a shame the the guy fought through a double team, swimmed over the chip block on the running back to make a game saving play, only to uh, only to actually lose the game. In a, in, a, in a real twist, real twist of fate. Jerome Boger getting the trash bags. Third up, Trevor Lawrence. Hey, buddy, you got us, all right? You got us real good. I've been clawing wool off my eyelids for two days now. 
you, you almost had us thinking that you were actually decent at football and the Jaguars actually made a good draft pick and actually figured out how to use their own offensive talent. You almost had us. You almost had me real good. I mean, this guy was a popular quarterback streamer against Houston. He couldn't move the ball off of his side of the 50. Instead, he just decided to take a crap. It was awful. I don't know if you guys watched that game. Actually, I know nobody watched that game because you, you fell asleep. It was some of the worst offensive football I've ever seen. I've ever seen. It's miserable and it's forgettable. The whole offense has regressed. I don't know that I want any Jaguar on my team. Kirk is now wide receiver three flex territory. James Robinson is Dunford and Sons. ETN is the only guy I want, which, by the way, Goni, he outplayed James Robinson today. He did. You're right. I mean, I, get in the trash bags, Trevor. He had five turnovers himself last week. He's, and then this week he does this against Houston. Thanks. He's had seven turnovers in two games. Thanks for Man. losing us our parlay, you piece of crap. Yeah. Snake bit. Snake bit. We had a teaser. Jags minus one against one of the worst teams in the NFL. And they put up six points against them. Your old parlay curse. Get in the trash bags. Oh, I right? wish you would, man. Right. It's a uh, gentleman. I, for, for those of you who don't know, I think you are on what now? Uh, 20 consecutive NFL weeks. Of losing parlays in the most gut-wrenching fashion of all time. Yes. Of, That's facts. I, think, I believe 18 of the 20 weeks, um, we have gotten four out of five correct. And it's always something heartbreaking. And the only thing we have to hang our hat on is we lose all season and then we hit a monster UFC event and gain it all back. But I hate having to depend on that. It's just not uh, It's not fun. I, I would love to win a parlay one week where just everything goes right. We hit five out of five games instead of four out of five. And and before you guys say, oh, why don't why don't you just take it from five games to four games? Yeah, we tried that, man. We tried that. We then got we three, three out of games. four. Yeah, three out of four. It's, it's just the way it goes. Get in the trash bags. You know what, boys? This is going to be the first back-to-back appearance this year. I've got a feeling, though, that they they may need their own permanent section in the trash bag segment, hopefully sponsored by Hefty one day. Arthur Smith and the Atlanta passing attack. You're averaging 12 completions a game, Mariota. You drafted Drake London eighth overall. You drafted Kyle Pitts fourth overall. And you've got them slapping Capellas, Capellas, whatever the (laughs) kneecaps are called. They're banging kneecaps trying trying to block safeties and linebackers, run blocking. What are you doing? I mean, Mariota's attempting on average 21 passes a game. They were down two scores in Tampa, and their hurry-up offense was running outside zone with Tyler Algier for three yards. It, 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 I, I would rather have cataracts than watch the Falcons play offensive football. What is Arthur Smith doing? They're in games because they're just grinding the game down. They refuse to throw the ball. Pour, just pour out every 40 in your home. For any Falcons offensive weapon, I don't know that you can play any of them, including Kyle Pitts and including Drake London right now. I'm actually kind of glad Jerome Boger fixed the game so we didn't have to watch Atlanta run fullback dives for three more minutes. Awful. Kyle Pitts, though. What is happening? What are you doing? They're, Again. They're not throwing the ball. They, they refuse to throw the football. It, it's not like... You've got a bell cow you can hand the ball off to, right? I mean, you're not handing the ball off to Evan Smith back there. 
It's Caleb Huntley, Avery Williams, and Tyler Algier. Maybe they're just trying to copy the mold of the Bears who have won a couple games and they're just like, let's, you know what? Let's throw it less and just smash it into the running back's gut every play and then hope our defense is good enough to hold. It's not. It's not. It, they're not. And their offensive line is is porous. It's bad. It's not like they're averaging six yards of carry gone. They're barely averaging four. I, I would say it's Desmond Ritter's season, but it's not anybody's season when you're throwing the ball 20 times a game. Oh, it's awful. Absolutely awful. I, I, I tried to make a big brain play this week. I played Drake London because Kyle Pitts was out, and I said, you know what? Horrible matchup. I know that. But he's going to be a target hog. They're going to have to throw the ball. They're going to be down early. <laughs> Joke's on me, man. There ain't no target hogs in this offense. Absolutely awful. Football's crazy like that sometimes. Absolutely awful. The last last person, and I'm, I'm going to throw a person, and then I'm going to throw the entire team in there because they deserve it. Allen Robinson. This guy offseason, I'm disrespected by the Bears. They're not going to open up their coffers and shower me with, with gold. Why would they do that, Allen? You suck. <laughs> you're not good. Bro, you're trash. You're not him anymore. Matt Stafford, on record, he's complaining about his effort, which is a pretty good sign for your, for your high-dollar free agent signing that's 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 what i like to hear is that they're just out there loafing around you had anthony brown on you bro he's given up the second most receptions of any corner in the league given up 10 yards per completion you had two catches bro don't he had two catches i i don't understand he let me down in the hardest of ways i i'm sure he let down a lot of people this year not even just this game, this year. Bro, he he seeds snaps this week to something called Chatarius Atwell. That's 2-2. Played the highest snaps of, of any game this year. Allen Robinson's played the lowest in week five. His lowest snap count game of the year against just an incredible matchup. They were down early. He belongs in the gutter, going with the old tube socks and used syringes. Is is he droppable in a redraft? He's immediately droppable. He's already cut. I, I can't even cut him yet, but he's already cut, if that makes any sense. Man, he's it's like you, you have a reverse waiver claim. Instead of to pick up, you have a claim to drop. I, in a dynasty league, I, I, I would take <laughs> – I would pick up Ron Gronkowski for this guy right now in a heartbeat. I would make a trade. No brainer. He's losing snaps. Van Jefferson comes back in a week or two. He's done. Kaput. Finished. Yeah, he's done nothing but hurt you the entire time. It's it's frustrating. He is an absolute scab, man. And, you know, and let's talk about the Rams in general. They're scabs going. Yeah, the reigning Super Bowl champs. What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. The offensive line stinks. Their turnstiles, all of them, they're awful. It, they can't run block. They can't pass block. They've scored over 12 points one time this year. And it was against mm. Atlanta in a game they should have lost. O-line has quit blocking. Stafford's only got eyes for Cooper Cup. 
The running back room keeps me up at night. I, I, they might be the worst team in the NFC West. Seattle might be a better team. Man. Yeah, I don't know. I was actually just talking to someone today about the Bengals, the other team that was in the Super Bowl and how bad they are. How do you, how do you go to the Super Bowl and both of these teams are terrible? Terrible. I, the, the Bengals will be okay. Their, their offensive line's got to gel, right? Yeah, they have been. They, they have been. No, they've been doing okay the past two weeks. Well, that's that's good. The running game's getting a little better, but it's not there. And I mean, giving up less than seven sacks in a game, I guess, is some kind of progress. Um, it's just that they're not there. Where's my forty point games? Where's where's the forty point games? 30, 38, 35s that we want to see out of the Bengals. This was supposed to be a high-flying powerhouse show. Joe Mixon was supposed to be LaDainian Tomlinson this year, just running the football, putting up all kinds of numbers. Jamar Chase was supposed to be amazing, just absolutely amazing. Yeah. You just you hate to see it. It's it, Them and the Rams both coming from the Super Bowl, they don't look anything close to what they were last year, and it's it hurts. It hurts my feelings. I don't like it. Something about the Bengals just gives me a little bit of tinge of hope, though. Like when you watch them play, you don't just immediately write them off. You kind of, you know, you feel like there's potential there. When you watch the Rams play, yeah, all you I, there is no potential. There's nothing there. It's cold and lifeless. It's nice if you got Cooper Cup. I have the the pleasure of having him in one league this year and. It is a thrill because I know it's going to him 19 times a game probably. Yeah. Hey, the Bengals get the Saints, Falcons, and Browns next three weeks. If you can't make it happen during that stretch, throw them in. Throw them in the trash bags. And there you have it. We'll, we'll find out who is going into the trash bags again next week. I always love the entire teams. We even got a ref this week, so it was a good one, man. We got a touchdown, Sally, this week. Yeah, this week. Outside the box thinking. Everything's going in. This is a black hole of just trash bags. Speaking yeah. of the trash bags, I, I did uh I did some digging when I went radio silent and found the four logos that were in the vote. Um in the fan votes. And they really cornered the Cleveland fan base. I mean, on first at first glance when you know it's a fan vote, you're like they voted for that. And now that I'm looking at what the other options are, I'm like, well, of course they voted for that. Um, I'll bring it up on screen for for my for my YouTube people. Look at these options. So option one, it's just a one dimensional Browns helmet. Option two is That's the option that they ended up going with. Option three is. Is Brownie the Elf again, but instead of like an aggressive Heisman stance, he's standing there, uh, I, don't, I don't know, in a, in a very creepy stance, hands on hips, football held up high, just weird. And then when option dip, four... Dip, we dip? <laughs> option four <laughs> is uh, another Browns helmet, but it looks more two-dimensional. Um, so I don't, I don't know what in the world... Yeah, they were kind of they they weren't given much of an option there. They were given a vote, but they weren't really given a vote. 
at least the Browns helmet, that's your logo. Like, yeah. it's the nothingness that Cleveland gives you. Yeah. Just yeah. the skid stain like color helmet. Yeah, dude. Like, Wayne, you know that was just a bunch of drunk 45-year-old dudes slapping their pot bellies, giggling about the Elvis schnapple. That's they exactly won't do cool. it. They won't do it. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Awful. All right, boys, we're gonna we're gonna hit the CTFL review real quick here. Uh, I'm looking at the results that uh, Wayne drew up here, and I have to say I am completely surprised. This is the first and more than likely the only week that uh, it looks like I had the most points for the CTFL. Um, I had 77.7. Wayne had 70.2. Begs 51.26. But don't get it twisted. I'm way behind. I don't have a chance at this. It looks like Begley's leading the overall year right now, 454.3. Wayne in second, 411.4. And your boy Goni, 326.7. Begs also had another good week for the actual teams. He's got the Giants and Jets. He's Team New York over here. He got Rick. Let's go. He got wins from both of them again. He got wins from both of them last week. This man's at seven and three right now. What is going? What is happening? Wayne and I are we're we're ugly. We're we're just bad. Wayne's got the Bears and Panthers. I have the Jaguars and Lions. We both we we took back to back losses this week and last week. We're both sitting at three and seven. And Beggs is going to ride the coattails of the New York teams to victory on this one. I think so. Coaching change. Coaching change. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... PJ Walker, your toast. PJ Walker, yeah. Um, I got Trevor Lawrence, the ultimate trickster, as far as... Uh, hey, man, gotcha. Man, we're, I'm riding the fighting Zach Wilsons. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Uh, Justin Fields outperformed him this week, but it was only about one point. Yeah. Uh, I don't love my chances Over. anymore. Sorry. Anyways, Mad Mob, that's all we got for the episode. We'll be back. Oh, that's not all. Psych? Psych? What about our DFS win, good sir? Oh, I didn't even have it pulled up. I didn't know we were doing that right now. Isn't that convenient? Isn't that convenient? That's fine. That's fine. You caught me. Let me me go ahead and... uh, I said psych. I was segueing. Wow. For DFS this week... This is actually it was a pretty good one to be honest with you. We all we all scored a decent amount of points. Uh, Wayne, back in the the driver's seat here, winning this week with a score of one forty point oh six. Um, Ramondre, Jalen Hurts, Gabe Davis, to name a couple of his absolute studs. Good call. Yeah, good win, sir. Good win. Begley a close second at one thirty. Oh, tippity cap, tippity cap, tippity cap. Begley came in second with 130.26. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Jalen Hurts were his heavy hitters as well. Yeah. Can I I say something on on the record? When Kyle Pitts was ruled out, it put me in a real bind, and I had to restructure my team differently than what I aired on the podcast. I just wanted to explain. I I stayed with Kamara, but I had to to – I'm glad I did because I had Teddy B in there originally. Yeah, I did so, see that. I did see that that uh, whenever me and you were close and you had Jalen, I was like, "Say what?" Yeah, when Cal- yeah. 
something out. I, I, I have a fascination with using all of my budget. And I, I same work. So I had to kind of reconfigure it. Yep. I'm the same way, man. Uh, and then I came in last this week, 119.06. Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs were my heavy hitters. Respect. Robert Woods and Gasecki didn't didn't pan, pan out the way that I hoped for. James Robinson is what really killed me. Four points. I paid eight grand for this man. Oh, dude, I rode Christian Kirk for the second straight week. I dropped one forty with Christian Kirk. Give me another singular point again. Yeah, you hate to see it. You hate to see it and all that. This this brings our total. Wayne and Beggs tied for first right now with one point apiece, and Goni at minus two. Back in the cellar. I'm staying in the cellar, but next week's another chance. So we'll, I'm getting back on the horse. I got at least ten more weeks of this to eleven more weeks, something like that. I, I got weeks to fall even further, probably. That's All hard. Right. Yeah, that'll be the episode. That'll be the episode. We'll be back on uh, Thursday to start up the weekly preview. We'll give you the one o'clock games and. Bring it back on Friday with the 4 o'clocks and the DFS. Begley, last words. Yes, before you close this down, Wayne, as the moderator of time, do we have time for a couple questions? Is Are, are we pushing it? Do we need to do a separate episode? We are well over an hour. Shut her down. Shut her down. All right, that'll be all for us, Mad Mob. Please like, subscribe, follow, check us out, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find us. We appreciate the support. Mad Mop out. 17th episode host changes for MVP. <laughs> <laughs>